have it at episode number is this 43. 43. This be 43. Yeah, Scott's is 42. We are we are fast approaching one year. Yeah, we are, man. Of doing it's, this. Uh, gonna be well. So we we've got to decide how we want to do that because we released three episodes on the first day. That's right. That's true. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Let's but, do let's do a th- one year episode where we just get other people to record themselves thanking us for our hard work. <laughs> the reverse Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we should do. That's what that's what we need to do. Yeah. All right. Um, check one two. Check one two. Yours are fine. All right. I'm gonna check 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 checking one two. Check. All right. Yeah, we're good. We're in. All right, let me make sure my phone's all fucking muted and shit. All right. You want me to intro it? Yeah, if you want to, sure. All right. You might as well get do this like a happy Thanksgiving, even though it's, you know, only Wednesday. Yep. Am I good to go whenever? Yep. Hey guys, welcome back to the Friends Against Government podcast. Uh, you probably listened to this on your way to a family Thanksgiving or a friend's Thanksgiving, and we hope it makes your drive a little bit better. Uh, today, we have no guest. It's just Bird and I talking about some stuff, talking about Thanksgiving, talking about what we're thankful for, and maybe the types of foods we're bringing, drinks we're bringing. Uh, so Bird, what uh, what's what's the word? You know, now that you say that and you intro it, we actually didn't talk about that one part. Is I do hope people are listening to this on their way to that Thanksgiving party. Yeah. Because I cannot remember a time in my life that I hated more than the drive to my grandmother's house with the food in the back seat. Ah, uh, pa- yes. The parents y- frantically yelling at one another to make sure <laughs> that everything was in order. And it's you the worst. And you weren't told to keep that casserole steady on the back left bucket seat, but right. you it was implied. It you was, know yeah. that that is your duty, and it's it's <laughs> it's tossing around, it's slinging around, it's yeah. sliding, it, it could come off. I'm over here getting yelled at for something I didn't volunteer for. <laughs> Game <laughs> you know? Boy possibly in the mix. I don't understand why we need to bring the turkey every year. It seems right. like we're bringing everything every year. That's the dude. The turkey is literally the worst thing to bring or oh, move, sure. especially after cooking it, which is is, is a weird move. Oh, I, do I, you cook it first? No, but I have before, and oh, I don't that's very why. unorthodox. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was like on a ski trip, like where we were, we had condos near each other, okay. and like somebody was moving the oven or using the oven in the other condo or something like that, right? And so we had to cook it in the one, and because it's got all the juice and shit in the in the in the bottom of the pan, right? Oh God, what a nightmare! That's a nightmare. That's a bad move, ladies and gentlemen. If you're cooking the the bird before before the before the trip, you gotta cook it after you, you get there. The trip. Yeah, that's yeah. a rookie mistake. How would you cook your turkey? You have any turkey uh, recipes for us? Uh, I mean, you, you know, obviously, we, you know, we'd... anybody ever no, deep I mean, fry it out there? Listen, no, we were we were not a deep fry family. Okay, so. but you could deep fry them, right? I've heard this. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. that, that's pretty common in the South, especially. Oh, okay, cool. God, the South just knows what the fuck is going on when it comes to yeah. food. <laughs> yeah we, golly we got it we got it that's right that's you really do i i mean you know i saw that chart that came up on twitter that was like what's everybody's favorite side dish from different parts of the country i gotta be honest with you the northeast it said squash i don't think anyone up here likes squash i have to be honest but I think the that south chart was 
Total bullshit. Total, to total bullshit. What? Because it said the South's favorite side was mac and cheese, which is a fairly big staple of the South. But I uh-huh. just wouldn't peg it as the side dish to bring to Thanksgiving. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. What was the side dish? Because up here it's the classic mashed potatoes, maybe scalloped potatoes, cheese yeah. in them. One of those. I mean, it's got to be. You can't. You can't just bring like if there's no mashed potatoes at the Thanksgiving table, I feel like something core is missing. Right, right. Yeah, that's interesting. And because I grew up in the South with my family's Pennsylvania Dutch, so like I have no idea which where I get what from. But I remember cream cream corn is is a is an absolute must. Oh, for sure. Uh, a casserole of some description. Green bean. Green bean. Got to be green bean casserole. Green bean casserole is yeah. is big time. Yes. I mean mac and cheese is absolutely there. It's yeah. There's the no beer. mac and cheese at mine. That's mm, maybe yeah. that's the southern thing. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely it's there. You know what we have? You know what they always bring? The the absolute fucking last player on the bench every time, but someone never fails to bring it, is beets. For beets. some reason, people bring beets. Who Call the fuck up. eats beets? Anyway, that guy's number. Listen, I could safely say, uh, if you're a listener and you like beets and you like candy corn, just stop listening to the show. You're but out. You're out. You're, 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 you've been, you know what? Give us your IP and we'll IP ban you. We're blocking it. It's just, you're not getting you're it anymore. Uh, you know what? So you had a topic and I had a topic. And since we're on food, let's let's do food first because your topic's, I think, a much better topic. And mine is just okay. a shoot some shit. We were talking before, we were talking before, you know, this is, believe it or not, listeners, this is a libertarian podcast in one way or another. Even though the last two episodes we've just talked about hunting uh, fake creatures and then we got Scott Horton on, which was great. But this is a libertarian podcast and what we need to do is... We are one, you know, we're one big uh, unhappy community, I think, right? So what we need is a Thanksgiving dinner. We need to get as many people as possible together for a Thanksgiving dinner. And so what I think we need to do, Carr, we need to start really relegating some, some cooking positions and some delivery positions to some of these other people who just haven't been pulling their weight for the past few years. You know, just dead weight I, I, what is what I would call them when it comes to the Thanksgiving table. Uh, yep. Yeah, so so I think we should do that. We should see about getting some of these people, like uh, some big names in the community, to start pulling their weight at that dinner table, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. first of all, I was thinking, you know what? Uh, the first person I'm thinking of, Adam Kokesh, stop bringing the tofurkey. Stop, stop. bringing the tofurkey. Uh, bring something else that's vegan, but you know, you know you're only bringing that for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna eat the whole thing, too. Yeah, the whole Go thing. Go crank some weights in the back. <laughs> right, uh, you know who, you know who is bringing the turkey and who it, it can be no other way? Right, who's bringing it, the turkey? Here is who's bringing the turkey, and it's the Paul family. It's Ron Paul and his, his wonderful wife. Like, oh, can, really? Can you imagine a Thanksgiving dinner, a libertarian Thanksgiving dinner, without Ron Paul and his wife like making no, the turkey? No, I can't. You're right. There, there would be as essential as the turkey. You're right. Yep. yep. But then, but is Rand coming? Because <laughs> Rand's got a. He's sitting at the kids' table. <laughs> Rants at the kids' table. So wait, we're gonna make with, with, uh, uh, with us. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. We're, don't be. We're not at the table. Dude. Yeah, you're right. We're not at the adult table. We're at the kid table. The kid table was the best. You know, we at my house, we actually had adults who moved to the kids' table because it was much better and in front of the TV during football time. Right. Right. So yeah, the, the adults' table. I've never really lame. They play board games and and like waste. I don't know. It's not good. All right. So you're wait. You're gonna 
You're gonna make that that sweet old couple haul a uh, uh, thirty pound turkey. I'll do all the heavy lifting for him. Okay, so Ron, Ron and his family, Mr. Paul, Doctor Paul, <clears throat> Doctor Paul, mm-hmm. they're gonna be bringing the turkey. All right, so we I have. I think they got the turkey. So we have the turkey then. What are some other Thanksgiving staples? And who's bringing them? Because these people need to be held accountable at this point, I think. Yeah. So I, I, I he, this isn't uh, necessarily delegating a task because I don't think he's task delegatable. Yeah. Uh, but I see Mr. Bob Murphy uh-huh. walking in the door, and here, and he's gonna pull, he's gonna pull the switcheroo. He's gonna come in with some just bullshit, like uh-huh. candy corn casserole or something uh-huh. that we just that we that we don't want, right? And it's in his right hand. And he's got a stupid grin on his face. And then with his left hand, he just swings out a case of yingling and all is forgiven. That's what I think. That's, That's I, I, I think Bob brings the beer for sure. Yeah, he's he's bringing the beer and a gag side dish. That's That would be great. I think, I, I was going to say, I feel like he brings the pumpkin pie. Ooh, pumpkin pie and yingling for Bob Murphy? Yeah, 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 yeah. He would okay. definitely. That's the thing. He's like, oh, he's bringing so much food. But Bob's the kind of guy who brings so much food. I think Bob is a very generous guy. Yeah, and he, he is. just he can't show up with just one thing. He seems like the kind of guy who would bring it all. I do. Yep. So, yep. all right. So then there you go. So Bob Murphy, you this year, you got to bring the pumpkin pie, and and some of the beer, some of the beer. I don't know. It doesn't have to be youngling. But it has to be some of the beer, for sure. Do you like pumpkin beer, Carr? Are you a pumpkin beer yes. guy? Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah dude. I and, and I'm not one to really, like, enjoy uh, beers that are, like, super experimental beers, like Themed. strawberry beer or anything like that. But, <laughs> yeah. man, I love pumpkin everything. Yeah. I just like pumpkin, and I love pumpkin beer. And, in fact, I remember when I used to live in Denver – this brewery downtown Denver uh, called uh, Wine Coops. They would make a seasonal pumpkin beer, and the day after, I think it was Thanksgiving, uh-huh. they would have all these cans of pumpkin beer that they didn't sell, and they would sell them for a dollar. And we'd go down, and it was a bar, it was a bar and brewery. We'd right. go down there and just drink dollar pumpkin beers, you know, until pumpkin come bad. out of our nose. Yeah, that's not What's that's up? that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, it was great, man. Oh, yeah, I'm not an experimental beer lover either, but I did have a pumpkin beer, I think, last year, and it did change the game a little bit. As someone They're who doesn't great. like beer, it did change the game a little bit. Are you a cider guy? Do you like a good nah, cider? Not, not really. I mean, I'll do, so I'll do, and I'm planning on doing uh, the, I'll do like the mold cider in, in the slow cooker. Okay. Yeah, that, that stuff's like really good. But as far as like production cider, like beer wannabe ciders, no, no, not at all. Okay. But now, I mean, homemade mold cider, yeah, hell yeah. Now here's the, here's maybe the black sheep of the uh, Thanksgiving table, in my opinion, the uh, the old cranberry salad. You ever had one of those? Yeah, I I stay away from that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with me, is that I don't like sweets, uh-huh. and so bringing sweets to the t- like I don't want anything to do with sweet. And those cranberry, while tart. Anything cranberry is inevitably very sweet. While tart. Well, it bothers me. And I don't like sweet stuff. Like, I don't don't get that sweet and savory deal. Like, I don't like, you know, people will try and put like apples in like my pork or something. Uh, Get get that shit out of there. Yeah, get it. Go away. Yeah. Yeah. So who's bringing 
the cranberry salad. Somebody's bringing that. You know, someone's someone who has a sweet tooth is bringing. Oh, that. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know who's bringing it. I, nope. I I know who's bringing it, and we're and I'm gonna jam the door in his face when he shows up. Is Gary Johnson? Gary Johnson Gary is showing Johnson. up with the cranberry <laughs> salad, and he I'm is. turning him away. It's like go through the back. <laughs> I've got several reasons for turning you away, and believe it or not, number one is this damn cranberry. Salad. <laughs> uh, God, can you imagine just a, a th- with all of the shitlords on the internet plus Gary Johnson? That's <laughs> that's not a, that's not good. All right, no. now a southern take on this, but but actually we do it in my house. Who is bringing the collard greens? Oh man. Well, see, we can't trust we can't trust just, you know, your average guy with making collard greens. You can't. So it's we, a, it is a we, skill. It is. It is. I mean, it's got to be somebody somebody from Alabama, Mises Institute affiliated. Oh, good idea. Oh, where's is is Jeff Diced from the South? Hold on. Ah, man, I don't know, but I I would be I would be comfortable leaving it in his hands. In I the feel. hands of Jeff Diced? Yeah. Hmm. Well, we'd have to confirm whether or not he's a southerner first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, so who's the backup? Who's 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 uh, who's uh, you know? Yeah, you second. know what? That's a thing, and I'm never gonna say no to more collard greens. Uh, so I, we should have two people bringing collard greens. That's a great idea. Say their own takes on it. Jeff, you have collard green uh, serving number one. Collard green serving number two. Man, I'm trying to think here. That's gotta go to you know you know who I I'd extend a a, a hand to who? Uh, my representative in North Carolina, uh, Walter Jones. Walter Jones, not Walter not Jones necessarily. He's the he's the guy that was like really pro Iraq War and then came out and then like flopped hard and was like, whoa, this was bullshit. I got and, a better and, one for you. I got okay. a better one for you. A real Southern gentleman, same as your guy. But someone who we know is a volunteerist, Rayford Davis. Boom. Done. Rayford, Rayford Davis, Davis is the bringing the collard greens. Walter Jones, you're out. Walter Jones, you can come and we'll and we'll save a seat for you. Yeah. But you you we can't we can't trust you with the uh the holy collard greens. Here's yeah, another gotcha. one. Here's another one. And this one is extra important. Who's bringing the cornbread? Here, see, this is another southern dish that I'm not prepared to trust. To is cornbread uh, a southern dish? I thought it was kind of a midwestern deal. Cornbread? Yeah. Oh man, that's that's uh, Johnny Cakes, man. That's okay. down south. All right. Okay. I don't I pay mean, much I attention to everything. the old uh, flyovers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so we need another southerner to make this, I believe. Uh huh. Christ. Mm. Walter. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, Walter, we're, we're Walter? calling you back up. Walter's in. He's, he's Walter, in you can't fuck up cornbread, can you? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all right. You know what's weird that's always at the table? Candied yams. Yeah, I know. I what know. is I, that? I don't, I'm not sure. It, it really bothers me. Again, <laughs> the with deal? the sweet thing, and I, and I don't deal? like it. Mm, Just bring yeah. sweet potatoes. <laughs> it's, it's really bothersome. That... The the candied yams are very bothersome to me. Anything cranberry is very bothersome to me. But the the thing that that is probably it just affects my attitude with it being on the table 
is that damn canned cranberry bullshit. Whatever that is. I don't know what it is. Canned cranberry bullshit. Dude, are you familiar with this? I, I maybe. There's a whole lot of sweet that goes around at the table now that I'm thinking I know, about it. And it's I not good. It away. Yeah, not good. Uh it's those it's, man, I don't know shit. even what it is, but it's like this red oh dude. People that are listening know exactly what I'm talking about, I guarantee you, and they're wincing right now. They're it's wincing this, as like, they're driving because they know they have to see it. Yeah. <laughs> the fag cast caused like four wrecks. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's cranberry topping or some something. I don't know. I've never had it. Uh but it, it comes in a can. And I remember my my relatives would like bang this thing out. And, and so it's just like this red tube on a plate and then you slice it and it yeah. just it looks ridiculous. I mean, it just ridiculous. looks ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. And it has no place near me at the table. Hmm. That's so. no. You know what's super it. weird when they bust out at the table? All right. So the cranberries are out. I think it's safe to say. And before we move on to another to a classic, let's just let's just I just want to express my hatred of this. Get the Miracle Whip off the fucking table. Get it out of here. Get the Miracle Whip off the table. What is that? It doesn't. It can, it can come out when the pumpkin pie comes out, and it, at at no earlier time. No, no. Oh yeah, and and by the way, some of the listeners who are in the uh, the uh, the group the group chat know about this. One day I will do the Miracle Whip challenge, which is where I have to eat a whole container of Miracle Whip. I will do that one day, but it's not that going is, to be on Thanksgiving. That's <laughs> it's, gross. It's gross. It's gross. But don't you have to eat a ghost pepper or something? Isn't that your... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. We got to do that one day. That's At least that's an episode for us. All right. Yeah. Here's another one. This is a classic, so we need a classic guy to bring it. I'm thinking Tom Woods bringing the green bean casserole. Yes. I'm thinking, I can't think of two classics who fit better, and he probably hates green, like, I can just imagine, like, he's like, God, I actually hate green bean casserole. You think he's a picky eater? Oh, yeah, 100%. I feel like he is. 100%. I feel like he's super picky. Yeah, he's very, I'm sure he's a very picky guy. <laughs> he does seem very picky. Like, I bet when he and Bob, I bet when he and Bob go out to, to dinner, like, Bob's just, like, vacuuming up anything on the table, like, yeah. around the table. He doesn't care. Tom's it's just, delicious. It's good Tom, food. Tom, Tom got the, like, the, the chicken fingers, and he's, like, cutting the crust yeah. off. Tom's like, do you actually have a, a red Portofino 2011? <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, oh, God. So, yeah, Tom, green bean casserole. We're trusting you on this one, Tom. Yeah, big. We're trusting you on this one. Now, here's a... Maybe a little controversy, first First of all. In the South, in the South, I'm not sure what you guys call it. Up here, we call it stuffing. Where do you guys yeah. call it? Uh, man, this is, this is hot seat because, again, I don't know where I get what from because it's Pennsylvania Dutch or the South, but okay. I call it stuffing. Now, what is this dressing bullshit I've heard? Yeah, well, so there's yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. But the other thing <laughs> yes, is, the I other don't thing know, is, man. the other thing is filling. Some people call it filling. Filling. Yeah, that's my dad does. So maybe filling. that makes me think that that's Pennsylvania Dutch. I call it stuffing, which might be southern. I, and I then feel dressing. Like filling is a very presumptuous thing to call it. It is. <laughs> it <laughs> you is. fill yourself up. It's like it's like yeah, just it's the filling. It needs it. That's where it is. But stuffing is like yeah, we know it's overindulgent, and that's the point. 
Yeah. But filling is very presumptuous. <laughs> all right, so who? That could also be my dad just taking something and running with it. Who? First of all, the thing about a good stuffing is it really it it's 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 it teeters between delicious and dangerously bad. So we need to get a good stuffing dressing filling, and we need to give it to the guy who can execute. So who's okay. an executor? Who executes? Uh, man, let me, let me think, let me think, let me think. I mean, as far as real executors go, um, got one name in mind. Okay. Let me hear your name and maybe it'll. The one guy who comes up with unique ideas on how to undermine the state that, that have, that have been played out. Michael Bolden. I dude, I literally was gonna say Michael Bolden. Michael Bolden, the ex, definitely an executor, gets things done. Yes, I. That is the guy who I had in my brain, but I wanted to hear what you were gonna say. I was gonna say Michael Bolden. Michael Bolden, you have to bring this the the, the dressing, stuffing, filling. Now let me ask you this. Yeah. Okay. Who? What is Dave Smith bringing? <sighs> Do Jews celebrate Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, actually. Now that I think about it, I don't know what he could bring. I don't know what he could bring. God. Um, just a microphone? <laughs> yeah, he's, he brings the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he brings the podcasting equipment. You know what? Let's find something for Dave. What could Dave bring? Dave's a, a, a fellow New Yorker. Uh, yep. He's, hmm. Man, I don't know. It, I, I don't know if if Dave would know. I feel like. I feel like that's something you'd have to throw you have to throw at him and he'd have to sit on it. I don't really know what what Dave Smith would bring. You have any ideas? Yeah, maybe he's just a he's just a you know you know what Dave is. Hmm. Dave is that guy. He he comes a little <gasps> bit late. Wait a but minute. On purpose. He he's the guy that you called to be like, oh shit, we need paper plates. No, dude. Dave is the beer guy. Is Dave the beer guy? Dave's oh, the beer exciting. guy. Okay. Dave's the beer guy. Dave, you're the beer guy. You're the beer Great. guy. Oh, Great. by the way, get those fucking carrots off the table. Get those weird candied carrots off the damn table. I've never seen that. You've never seen a candied carrot? I don't think so. You know those little... I don't, I don't, wi- I don't wish that upon anybody. Though. No, they're the worst. You know those little... Um, They look like Red Rocket. They look like little... like. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? They look like little dog penises. Those they they put them on the table. They they're like they're these what's the weird. Next, what are, who's what? Are, what's the next topic? <laughs> what do we got? I'm next? telling you, if you haven't seen the little glazed carrots, not good. So. Not good. Really. Maybe not good. maybe I have, but I've just blocked them from my memory. Yeah, really not a good thing. Anybody listen? Anybody listening? Somebody puts down those weird little baby carrots that are glazed. I, you're gonna sl- be turned away at the door like Gary. Slap them off the table. You're gonna be having Thanksgiving dinner with Gary Johnson out in the snow in the driveway. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You're turned away. Uh, here's a. I think I think we've got a good table. I think we just need to briefly move on to desserts. And there's one particular dessert that I'm thinking of that I know for a fact is served in Southern households, and it needs to stop happening. That weird congealed gelatin cake that 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 gelatin bunt cake thing that i've seen gotta go guys it's not even really up for discussion that's just not that has got 
that has got to go. It's got to stop. And mm-hmm. you know what? Michael Malice is probably bringing one of those. That and would getting be... up on his high horse about why that's the true nature of Thanksgiving. Uh huh. Oh, like for that. sure, for sure. But he's but he doesn't believe it, and we all know he doesn't believe it. But but he can fight. argue it better than any of he'll us. He'll fight so... for three hours like he really believes that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Mike, don't don't bring that, please. Unless you want to have dinner with J- Gary Johnson, man, that is a funny thought. Michael Ma- Michael Malice and Gary Johnson having dinner, <laughs> having dinner together. I I mean I I, I think it would. I, maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no salads, please. Nobody brings salad. Don't bring a salad. Do if you're it's bringing something, if you're bringing something we haven't named, throw it in the comment section. Let us know what you're sure. bringing, because we need all the food we can get. As as you know, even though we're a small group of people, we're still serving about you know what's looking like to be uh, six to seven million people here. We need a yeah. we need a lot of food and. I'll just go ahead and say that on the off chance, and I don't think this will happen, but on the off chance that Dave Smith can't make it to our Thanksgiving, I'll bring beer just in case. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm sure Dave will make it to our Thanksgiving over his families and oh, oh yeah, and his and his wife's and his and his wife's and his, <laughs> his, chi- his, his child bearing wife's Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> but just in case, just everybody know I'm bringing beer too. So. Okay, good. Uh, confetti corn, stop. Now, next topic. <laughs> yeah, that's right out. You had an uh, interesting time. Did we did we do mashed potatoes yet? Did, did we? Oh, we didn't do mashed potatoes. I got the mashed potato. Listen, I got it. I got the. You're mashed gonna potatoes. do the mashed potatoes? I got them. I got. Wow, them. ballsy yep. play. Yeah, I'm. You ballsy know, play. I gotta step up to the plate though. It's, uh, I'm it's cool with Thanksgiving. A, what about a succotash? I'll bring the succotash then. Say we we need a good classic. That's the real essence of of Thanksgiving is the is a good succotash. Jesus, I'm not even sure what that is to be honest. Uh... <laughs> All right, let's move forward. <laughs> you had a mm-hmm. little topic for us. A good topic, really good topic, actually. Are you talking about mine? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, we figured it, what better time to reflect on the past and, and live in the present and look forward to the future than on the day before Thanksgiving and on Thanksgiving. So uh, I was talking with Bird, and we were talking about how it feels like there's is a little bit more of an energy within the libertarian community, within the libertarian movement. And uh, it's a little bit exciting. It's not where we were uh, eight years ago or seven years ago. I, I think we were bird and I were talking and we agreed that the peak was probably somewhere around that 2011, 2012 run up to the Ron Paul, uh, the second Ron Paul run, even if you don't believe in politics or anything like that. I, I think that the energy around the philosophy was pretty evident. Um, and then I think shortly thereafter, uh, probably kicked off by, at least for me, kicked off by uh, Rand Paul's endorsing of Mitt Romney. Huh. That started the dark years. and It really did. It, that, that was like the, the sea change. <clears throat> that, that was the, the, the black swan event. And uh, not that it mattered. Not that any of it mattered. Uh, uh-huh. But to me, it did. And to I think to a lot of people, it did. And I would say that 13, 14, 15 was a pretty dark time where, where it was very clear that we lost a lot of the energy we had spent five, six, seven years developing. Well, longer than that, obviously, but really um, it had boiled to the surface over the prior five or six years. Right. And, uh, and we slid into a little bit of a, a dark time. And uh, that dark time included two nominations of Gary Johnson for the Libertarian Party, if that is your brand of libertarianism. <laughs> Gary's um, sitting it, at the other end of the table as you're saying this. He just looks yeah. down. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm eyeballing. I'm making direct eye contact during this. <laughs> uh, it included uh, a pretty big 
uh, backslide off of a market cycle for Bitcoin. I mean, if, if the the 14 crash uh, into 15 and 16 was a big lull for, for crypto and Bitcoin um, in terms of pricing, although development was all obviously still going at a fever pitch, but it, it, it just it sunk back into the, into the, to the libertarian subconscious. I think, mm-hmm. um, there were a lot of people that thought it was dead at that time. Yeah. Uh, and recently I would say with maybe the going back to maybe 15, 16, 17 and becoming more evident every year, I believe we've, we've started a new surge. I mean, we're, we're nowhere near the energy levels that we were at in 2010, 11 and 12, but, uh, you know, the important puzzle pieces are being moved around and that's really exciting to see him uh, with what, with, um, a concerted effort, uh, for those of you who, uh, who are inclined to political action. I mean, I think that there's been pr- some pretty exciting movement within the libertarian party, uh, with a couple of Mises folks really making a dedicated effort to pull that party back to where it once was was yep uh, anti-war anti-fed and uh and just a burgeoning of of new libertarian podcasts and 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 art and and changing the the culture a little bit more like we talk about uh, it, it's felt like that's come about plus i mean this year aside on the on the backs of another market cycle but uh cryptocurrency is now bitcoin particularly is now feeling like it is here like it, it is a real present thing i mean this even in this bear market i remember the last bear market it was like uh, is it going to go to zero and and i don't think anybody's ha- had that thought for this one it, it's mm-hmm. it's like now it's it's in a it's market here to cycle. stay it's, right you know we're we're still developing we're there there's exciting improvements there's exciting stuff coming down the pike and this is going to become more usable and it's and and uh and I won't go, you know, do a deep dive down there, but uh, it, it does feel like we're we're resurging a little bit, and uh, that's exciting. I mean, Bird, do you have any thoughts to add to that? You know, I haven't been in a movement as long as you, so I haven't gotten to see the uh, the high the highs and the lows of it. But uh, I do feel like at any at any point while I've been affiliated with this movement, a movement that I, I really care about dearly and hope that that it not only continues, but it continues to grow. I agree with you. I think for the first time that I've been involved in it, you know, while knowing that I've been involved in it, it it's it's really has been at, uh, at a high point. And, you know, you get discouraged when you're on Twitter and, and that's, re- I mean, where are you going to go to get to see libertarianism in action other than Twitter? It's not... There's no mainstream news covering anything regarding libertarianism. You gotta, you just gotta go online and find stuff. And there's a lot of haters, you know. And I, I, I say that in in some jest, because the term haters is, is just kind of a funny thing to use to describe the people who don't like us. But you know, you have your groups of haters, you have your groups of disbelievers, and and I think for the first time, I've started to see people in the libertarian movement come together. I think, on large, on message, I think they've started to come together a little bit more. Uh, I I agree a lot. I, I think that there's some really subtle things that you can see um, that indicate that. And I think that one of those things that is going to go completely, probably completely unremembered, but is the fact that Michael Malice brought the Reason crowd together with Tom Woods. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and ever since then, there's been a good, good connection. A, a, 
a little bit more of a of a good connection, um, and like I said, a little bit more of uh, activity in the Libertarian Party, and and I don't look at that as a causal um, event. I look at it as a, at it as like an effect. Um, uh-huh. So I don't I don't think obviously I don't think that, that any other than maybe just being loud and and attracting more people. I don't think that the Libertarian Party is is a cause for change, but I think it's an effect of change. Like I think that there are people that are that. You, you can monitor the Libertarian Party as a canary in the coal mine. Uh, uh-huh. in, in other words, you can see how much uh, groundswell there is by activity in in that party. I think is what I'm trying to say is that the cause isn't the party; it's it's something else. It's, right, it's, right. It's it's people. It's 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 uh, maybe the culture changing or, or or people reverting to more agorism or, or, or say, you know, what have you, but you can still monitor things like that for, um, a bellwether of, of which way the direction, the, the wind's blowing, you know, it's, and, it's and, weird that we're saying this after now that I'm thinking about it after like someone like Larry Sharp did so poorly, uh, compared to what he said he was going to do. And it's like, it's not like deep down. I, th- I think Larry Sharp is a symbol and I think he's a mm-hmm. symbol that, yeah, we all had really high hopes for Larry Sharp, I don't. I'm not convinced anybody really thought he was going to win. Other than I, I think he thought he could win. I really genuinely think he thought he could win. But even if he lost, and he lost pretty poorly, you know, he retained ballot access, right? And if you care about politics and you're a libertarian, this is very important to you. And if you don't care about politics and you're a libertarian, I'd argue it's still very important because what it means is that for the first time in New York's history, at least one of the biggest. One of the biggest as far as population goes, states in the country. I mean, you have a person with, I think, a pretty generally radical message up until, you know, when he started near the end, just started to be like, I'm not going to cut any social programs, blah, blah, blah. And I understand why he said that and whatnot. I still think you can be a libertarian if you're doing that. You're just kind of more of a, you know, one of the milquetoast libertarians, but that's okay. Those people are under the umbrella, man. And I think that Retaining ballot access should matter to you if you don't care about politics, because what it means is that for the first time in the history of this state, as far as I remember, at least for the first time in, in, in since you know the 2000s in this state, you have somebody with our message, something consistent with our message, who's sticking around. And I think that mm-hmm. that's very important. And it should be a symbol that a state like this, which is so deeply run by corporatism and by, by democratic politics, is at least starting just a little bit to open to that idea. And I don't think New York's the only place you can see this either, by the way. I mean, we have people winning mayorships and, and we have people, you know, in, in the legislative, in, in not the legislative branch, but in the, in the House of Representatives who are, who are winning. We've got a lot more liberty-minded people now than we did certainly three or four years ago, even with Gary Johnson at the fucking helm. And right. so I, I and, and you know, credit where credit is due that Gary Johnson did get, the highest vote count of any guy in a long time, even if I don't agree with his message, that's isn't that why we supported the Mises Caucus, so that one day we can use the people who he brought in to actually kind of push the liberty movement? I think there's a lot... I think more than just the fact that we are doing well, comparatively, especially compared to, to, to a few years ago, is that we have things to do. I think now we have our sights set, you know, when we had... Mance on, who I, I refuse to call him by his real name at this point, <laughs> but we, we had Mance Raider on, 
we had we had Pete Raymond on for all the the new listeners who aren't familiar with him by that name. Uh, he, you know, we were talking to him about crashing the 2020 Libertarian. What was it? The Libertarian Convention, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be the time when things start hitting a fever pitch again. Personally, I, I think I can see around then. Think things will start moving. People will be unsure of who they want to vote for. They'll see more third parties. They'll come into the movement, and maybe uh, it's just a political thing. They got to find the message from somewhere, right? Yep. Got to find it from yep. somewhere, and I think so. Not only am I, I thankful that all the people who've stuck around, and, and I can't say this for myself because I haven't been here long enough, but all the people who stuck around, I want to say thank you because you're the reason, you people are the reason that that, that 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 party even still exists and that that message-making machine even still exists, but you're still bringing in new people whether it's a political process or not, and hopefully, hopefully, the, the, the concurrent message, which is, you know, eventually we got to abandon this politics thing, I hope that that sticks around too. And so I'm thankful for a lot of this, and I'm thankful that we have a lot of work still to do to even get anywhere. It's an exciting prospect, I think. So that's that's my take on that. Yeah. No, I to, to harp on something that you said, the, the thankful for the people that stuck around. I'm or stuck around. I, I'm I'm definitely thankful for the people that stuck around, and I'm thankful for the people that stuck around and got a little bit more hardcore. And 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 furthermore, I'm I'm even more thankful for the people that stuck around, got more hardcore, but didn't lose their soft touch uh uh for for you know displaying the message in a non-irritating way <laughs> um, <laughs> right you right. know um, like you're you're i don't i mean like bob murphy you know it, and not like i'm praising him for sticking around the guy's been in, the, in this thing for way longer than i have but but people like that 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 are are very hardcore but are uh not necessarily Good out marketers. to yeah, they're they're not out to bash everybody over the head with i think that honestly i have to tell you I think that um, I think that libertarians were angry uh, because yeah. we've been losing and, and, and the message just hasn't been clicking. And, you know, that rolls into the ball of, of uh, you being an asshole to people on the Internet. And mm-hmm. I think I'm starting to see a little bit of a turn yeah. on that, too. I'm starting to see libertarians are getting a little more tolerant to people again. And I think that's interesting. And I'm not sure why. But I, I and I'm just talking about the general libertarian, not... You know, the big names who have been doing this forever, educating forever. But I'm starting to see more of an educational tone, I think. Yeah. People are starting to get to it again. And I think that these are all some of the triggers that, that lead to, you know, the ball rolling. This is the hard stuff. This is the this is the, the hard stuff in the in, in you know, in the accumulation phase of the cycle here is is just keeping your head down, uh and and doing doing your job day in and day out and mm-hmm. uh and you know, and then hopefully uh, you get an opportunity to break out and reap the reward like like 2008, 2012. And maybe it doesn't come. Maybe it doesn't come as soon as we want it to. Um, but, you know, it'll come around at some point. And yeah. uh, if, if you haven't been sticking around doing doing the daily, uh, it, then then you won't be able to reap the reward. So I'm glad to see that people are making, I think, by and large, great moves in, um, like you said, education. So that's that's just something to be really, really thankful for. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's the, the individual uh, movements of people who might be libertarian, might not be, who, you know, have been pushing to, you know, we're getting great prison reform starting to go. Mm-hmm. People are trying to get rid of mandatory sentencing. Uh, I, mean, I mean, that's and that's just in the quote-unquote justice system. There's movement really happening. There's states legalizing weed all across the country. 
despite the best efforts of the gun control lobby, there it's at at perhaps its lowest point since the start of the Cody Wilson thing. I mean, it's just been kind of dying, mm. and I really do feel like we're making ground in an interesting way. Yeah, I I, I think that maybe, and it might be crazy to say this, and and listeners, if it's crazy to say this, you know, let me know. But it's weird that I I feel almost like Gary Johnson's the fact that Gary Johnson is a Republican but runs as a libertarian but has a mostly democratic message <laughs> is interesting because he brought a lot of democrats to libertarianism and I think you're kind of starting to see those democrats turn libertarian but keep the way that they communicate with people and the things that they're interested in. So, what I mean to say is, Republicans, for example, not particularly interested in prison reform. Not particularly. (laughs) Not particularly interested in ending the wars. Not particularly interested in ending the police state. And I think what's weird is that all the Democrats that Gary brought in because of his quote-unquote very moderate message, (laughs) I actually think it's... it's, it's, Very moderate. <laughs> it's. Really I actually incredible. think it's interesting what is coming from that. It's like a chemistry experiment. It's it, yeah. throwing a bunch of Democrats, and wow, all of a sudden we're getting some movement on prison reform that we didn't have before. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely noticed uh, a lot more people that came from the left wing, and I think p- part of that is 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 uh, you know Bernie folks that were disillusioned and yada yada. But man, it's fun to take people from all walks of life because definitely. I mean, Ron, <laughs> the Ron Paul movement definitely came from the right. I mean, there were there were people there were people on both sides for sure, but it was it definitely was dominated. By I'm not even call, saying the wrong. I'm not even saying Ron Paul. I'm saying post Ron Paul because there's that old idea that Republicans are just. I mean, that libertarians are just Republicans who like weed, right? There's that old right. idea, and there's something there. Not that it's true. It's just during the time that that was said, there yeah. were clearly a lot of Republicans, and I'm glad we're getting the balance coming back, and I'm thankful that there are people from. A, and I think you could, we could probably agree here, a even more different side than Republicans, the Democrats. I, it's more different than Republicans when it comes to libertarians. There's far more things that they're different on. And yet, those Democrats that come over and they get the message and they bring their own interesting flair to it, I'm thankful to those people because, man, for a while, I'm sure it was not easy to get into this movement when you were a Democrat, I'm no, sure. yeah. Yeah. So I think probably 2013 would have been the toughest time. Just oh like yeah, for sure. Which very, is why you didn't resentful. see the, any. You just didn't see any then. Yeah. You didn't see any then, and you're starting to see more now. Uh, by the way, uh, car. Someone's knocking at the door. Oh, it's Nick Gillespie, and he brought those store bought sugar cookies, and he wants in, and right. I closed the door on him. <laughs> you're out. But in the but in the in the in in the. Uh, in, feeling of this episode we should we should give him some terms to come in i mean this is a healing episode this is right. a thankful episode. all right nick you gotta go get whipped cream <laughs> and come <laughs> yeah. back uh yeah fuck those sugar cookies man I, they suck <laughs> they, they're suck. terrible i hate terrible. those stupid things i hate them but yeah you know what i'm saying i feel like I feel like I'm no, I know what I'm saying. I feel no, like I, I absolutely know what you're saying. It's fun to see people from the left in this movement that are hard that are hardcore about it. Like yeah. it's, it's it's so interesting to see people, especially f- coming from the left, who are, are 
start to get really interested in economics, which is is definitely more associated with, um, you know, climbing to that mountain from the right side, I would say. Right. Uh, and, and and that's really cool to see in the same way that it's really cool to see people on the right side um, get really interested in pot legalization or something like right, that, you right, know, right. because, again, it, you know, it, it's all part of the same deal is just individual freedom. And so it, it, it makes it really, really fun. And I and I mean, like I've said this before, but I definitely um, just from part, I guess, as a function of when I came in, I would, I would definitely considered myself right wing. Although I don't know how, I don't know exactly how I meant it, but I definitely came in from that, that more Ron Pauly inside and, and definitely since podcasting with you and, and exposure to Mance, I've, I've definitely, that's shifted a lot of the way that I view myself in this thing. Uh-huh. So that's been, it's been really interesting to, to experience. It is. It's been. I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for diversity, Car. That's what I'm thankful yeah. for. Yeah, diversity. That's yeah. <laughs> diversity is our strength, Car. That's what I'm thankful for. That's it. That's 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 the strength that's is, is from diversity. <laughs> um, Lord. So what? Uh, yeah. Do we do we have any uh, other things to be thankful for? And I mean, obviously a myriad of things, but um, anything well, else we want to bring up on here? Let's. Let's turn it from thanks to hopes. Let's okay. turn it from thanks to hopes. You know, we're thankful for the things that came, and we're hopeful for the things that uh, will come. And this almost sounds like a New Year episode, but it's not. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just Thanksgiving, guys. So, what do you hope for? What do you hope to see? What would be, if I had to give you one hope, what do you hope to see out of the libertarian movement in three years? And I'm not just asking this to Carr. Again, you know, on our Podbean we have a comment section and we really do want to hear from you guys. So if you have a thing you want to, if you have a thing that you are really hoping to see in the next three years, three years, I'm giving you, giving you till past 2020, three years from the libertarian movement, where do you want to see it go? What do you hope from it? One thing you can comment. Okay. And and I'll just take it away on my end. Um, I think that I hope, to see we talk a lot about the culture change and i think that there's there's an obvious change going on in the libertarian party and that's too obvious and also it's not really while while it's great and and like i can't wait to see what comes of it that's not really like the end game the end game is the culture change um in my mind and i think yours too bert Mm. um and i hope to see in the next three years i think something that would be so um would have such a great effect uh, would be to have, and this is going to sound silly, but have some big celebrity or big name really come out either in favor of libertarianism or Bitcoin. And I think that that could really, really have a big effect. And I know that all the, all the hardcore that, you know, the Bitcoin go hards are kind of cringing at that, but this is, you know, it's, it's, part of this greater package of, of, of changing the culture. And um, I think that could be really, really incredible is, is if somebody comes out and you, you know, like you saw with Glenn Jacobs um, or, or <laughs> what the rumors were with Kanye and, and, oh, yeah. and Bitcoin. Yeah. Didn't because, we do an episode on that? <laughs> yeah. And, but the root, but, but the thing is that once you find Bitcoin, you're not that far away from, you're going to brush up against libertarian theory. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're hand in glove. It's kind of know? funny that that's becoming the other way around, by the way, 
That it, it you yeah. know, it used to have yeah. to be you had to be a libertarian to do the Bitcoin thing, or you had to You're be right. a programmer. Or yeah, something it's, like it's that. bizarre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and crazy. now it's but, like the Bitcoin's becoming bigger than the message, which is like amazing, yeah. but also which how far awesome. we've I mean, fallen. Which is great. <laughs> we uh, got yeah, but it's true. We kind of grow together with that. So mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. So bi- somebody big and and it doesn't have to be a pop star or anything like that, but somebody who's very um, culturally approachable by a lot of walks of life across America really making a move in that direction. I would love to see that. I would really, really love to see that. And then my secondary one, obviously, is I, I'm, I'm really excited to see what I'm really excited to see what changes can come in the Libertarian Party, even though I'm not a political guy. Um, just changing that message and seeing if that platform can come to because if they're anti-war, anti-fed, I mean, shit, man, I don't really have a big issue with it. That's no. that I, yeah. I, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll support him. We, gener- <laughs> right? we like, generally tend to go out of our way not to talk about cultural issues in, in any other way than sometimes how silly they are. I mean, yeah. when was the last time we did an episode where we railed on something regarding the culture war? It really yeah, doesn't right. matter. It's just, yeah, anti-war, anti-fed, and willing to spread that message, then you're all good. Like, fine. Oh, you like, uh, you know, I don't know. You like balloon play? Go ahead. Do that on your own time. That's awesome. As long as you want to spread the good message. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting one. So you're telling me, what if it was Nicolas Cage? Well, my favorite movie is Raising Arizona, so obviously that would be great. Oh, fantastic. Good. Good. Nick, call us. (laughs) (laughs) He's looking for money, isn't he? He could get into Bitcoin. (laughs) I'll I'll just have to go rent Raising Arizona a few more times on Amazon Prime. (laughs) He'll get his phone number eventually. Yeah. I think... The main thing that I want to see is I hope to see the Mises Caucus grow and 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 hopefully take over the Libertarian Party and bring it back to the grassroots, uh, uh, principled, and I you know uh, just the 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 enthusiastic movement that Ron Paul had. I think. The Mises Caucus has the ability to bring back, and I would like to, and I would hope to see more gains in that area. You know, and and most hopefully they take over the party. That would be the best thing for me, I think. Uh, and if that doesn't happen, my secondary is I'd like to see what did we get three percent in in twenty sixteen. I'd like to see that go up to five, six. At least we know we're going up. That's what I would yeah. like to see. I'm trying to focus again on the, on the on the political side of things here because we just don't have enough people <laughs> to gripe at this point, and Carr has the celebrity covered. <laughs> so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully uh, this message keeps spreading, and it, it keeps spreading the right way would would be the best. That would be my that would be my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Get, I'm gonna get r- raked over the coals later. <laughs> Fucking government shill. <laughs> that's fine well, there you go. it might that's be me maybe i'll rake you over the coals yeah maybe, maybe. <laughs> you gotta buy me dinner first car Jeez. <laughs> all right well there we go well with that i mean i i think the only thing left to do is is wish that everybody has a, a really happy thanksgiving we Hopefully you're wish you a merry Cri- oh wait no never mind Oh, if you talk about Christmas before Thanksgiving is over, that is goddamn. Oh, uh, dude, uh, there's there were there was a Christmas advertisement I saw on TV before Halloween. Drives me absolutely. That, crazy. This is absolutely. where capitalism has gone wrong. I have to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody always goes, well, what's the ultimate end 
what's the ultimate end scenario of capitalism? And and unfortunately, I think it's some sort of infinite jest type thing where we just live in 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 Macy's created just Christmas, Christmas bubble twenty four seven year round. Starts in April, ends yeah. in January. I'm telling you, man, it drives me absolutely crazy. <laughs> oh God. <sighs> And then, and then by I'm um, sorry to uh, belay this, but uh, uh, by Friday, like the day after Thanksgiving, I don't even want to walk out the door because I know then everybody's got an excuse. They're like, "Oh, well, oh, thanks, you know, Christmas." And because like, Christmas like stands Christmas are some everywhere. of the they're so dedicated, the lovers of Christmas. And I love Christmas. Oh, I hate damn, Christmas. Dude, oh, weeks. it's the worst holiday. It's the worst one, Car. You have to admit, really? out of. I actually think it goes in descending order. Halloween is the best. Then you have your Thanksgiving. Then you have your Christmas and then your New Year. In exactly that order. I really think it's like that. I That's really you have to think about that. I really think it's exactly goes like that from best to worst. Cuz New Year, it's a fucking day. It's just yeah. a work day. There's nothing there's nothing there. Uh, well, we hope and we thank and thank you to all the listeners, very yeah. important that we thank all the listeners because, you know, we didn't talk about it much, but since, I want to say, since the beginning of last month, I mean, we've really started to, to, to kick off as far as views and, and interaction goes. Yeah, we sure have. Really started to kick off. And, and Car and I, we wake up, like, probably every morning and go, do you see the stats? And we look at the stats because we're both stat heads. And we're just, we are amazed with how people come out. Thank you to North Dakota for finally showing up. Thank no, you to the Swedes. It Thank was Montana. you to the Swedes for our, our or are the Swedes our most dedicated foreign listening base? Or is that uh, dude, the they're, UK? They're pretty far up there, man. Yeah, it's, it's pretty either the Swedes or the UK. Thank you to you both. Thank you to Brazil. Yet another stronghold of libertarian thought. Uh, and thank you to all the other people in all the other places. Thank you to the Indonesians. Thank you to the Chinese. But no thank you to uh, the Russian bots. So yeah. <laughs> keep With your that. pants tight, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> With that, I guess we'll uh, we'll just see you after Thanksgiving, and goddamn, it'll be Christmas. At we that will. Point. Uh, so, let's uh, do let's do some plugs because we haven't done any plugs in a little while. I, I got the it. plugs. Want you to listen to the Rolo and Slappy show. Uh, listen to see what's interesting here is I look at our plug list and I go well what what is it called now please listen to Pete Raymond's Free Man Beyond the Wall podcast Nance Raiders Free Man Beyond the Wall podcast however however you want to say it uh, Jeremiah Harding check him out I believe shit's shooting Sunday is still a thing so check out his page you'll find out listen to Dina Files Peaceful Treason Crypto Economy The Damn Woods Gaslight Hour and Sal the Agorists The Agora with that, uh, buy a Liberty mug. Buy a Liberty mug. Liberty buy a Liberty mug. mug. Buy a Liberty mug. And keep two hands on the wheel. Peace.